ten years. Three boys. One question. Are we friends? The ghosts are moving tonight. Restless. Hungry. May I introduce myself? I am your co-host, Taylor. In just a moment, I'll show you the only real haunted podcast in the world. Since we built it more than a century's worth of episodes ago, three boys, including my two (laughs) brothers, have been murdered in it. Since then, we've carried on with the podcast. We've only spent one night in it a week, and then they find us in the morning almost dead. Welcome to Are We Friends? I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this week, we are talking... (laughs) That's still you. (laughs) And this week, we're talking about a... This is the only show on the internet where three boys who've known each other for 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore, or if it's just inertia. This week, we are talking about a Halloween topic that Jorge is bringing us. Jorge, what are we talking about this week? Uh, We're talking about B-horror. Yeah! Hell yeah. Is it true? Sorry... is it always been the only place on the internet? I was going to say, like, if there's another we, show where The only three show boys on the internet <laughs> where three boys who've known each other for ten years go through their yeah. interests one it's at a time. It's always been that? Yeah, every time. Internet? I pretty don't sure ever remember is, hearing internet. I'm pretty internet sure it's it. 80% certain it's this is the show where three boys who've known each other for ten years yeah. go through the... There's no way oh, we no, no, clarified no, no, no. that it's the 80% only show of the time. On the you're internet. absolutely right, but I've definitely but said before, <laughs> and this is the only show on the oh, internet. Yeah, yeah, if we have five episodes, maybe it's 80% of the time. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I can't tell if this he's pros or if he's just fucking with me. No, no, no. I'm just in disbelief. So we're talking about B horror, right? And so, Hori, my first question is always: Is there a horror? Please, please. Oh, I'm like I'm I'm dead ass. Like, okay, okay. Do yeah. we refer to horror no. films like Saw as a horror tier levels? Yeah. Like, uh, is there S horror then? There, it's not. Horror? It is. So, if you want a real answer, it is not a grading system. I would assume that the B actually stands for budget horror films. I'm not sure Can that I, Brian. Brian, do you have uh, an answer to that? So there's B movies, right? Not yeah. to be confused with B movie starring Jerry Seinfeld as Barry B Benson, which is a wild and Ray, and Ray Liotta as himself, and um, also Patrick but, Warburton and uh, yeah. what what the hell's her like, name? The one who always sounds like she's a little bit drunk, who played Roxy Hart in Chicago. I, I should have known Renee Zellweger. She always sounds a little yeah. drunk. No, sorry, I just rewatched B movie. But no, anyway, I, I understand and I accept that it, that is part of my world now. And if <laughs> we need to carve out some time to talk about B movie, I'm, had, I'm happy to oblige. Uh huh. Um, so B movies are they they are always like B movies, especially including horror, are they are <laughs> low budget type. Sorry. I'm, I'm only thinking that you're talking about B movies. <laughs> no, I'm like, sorry. Movies no. about bees, like starring or like revolving around the concept of bees. Oh my god, like the hive, um, you know. Basically. Wings has a whole different meaning now, like the movie. <laughs> Stripes Heck. also has a different meaning. No, <laughs> They're all just B movies. Um, oh my god! You're trying to talk, Brian. B movies are basically low budget non art house films. Okay, that's what a B movie is initially. The reason it's called that is during the golden age of Hollywood, 
it was talking about the bottom half of a double feature. So Ooh. like a B, like a B side of yeah, a, yeah. a, a oh, record. Yeah. Like you have your A side and your B side. So it's oh, basically yeah. the equivalent for movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Did you guys yeah. know that, uh, well, I guess yeah. everyone who saw the Queen movie yeah. knew uh, that Bohemian Rhapsody City was a B side. I didn't know that until I did see the film. I didn't like that film, but I yeah. didn't. I did learn that, so that is. I watched. Yeah, I could take or leave the movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I wonder if because um, it's weird that it kind of like translated to movies, but we don't say things like, "Yeah, that's her B song." You know, like there, there's the the hit on the well, album. So but, you know, I kissed so, a girl and I liked it is really the B song or whatever of Katy Perry's career. Mm-hmm. Right. I I can, I can get into that a little. So. I wanted to open up by first saying the reason we're doing this episode is because one of our listeners asked for recommendations on B horror, and they were they were saying like they didn't even they weren't even really <laughs> sure if that's what they mean. You know, they just kind of described what is I think B horror and the way we think about it now. So okay. I'm the way I'm going to approach this is not as like from like a horror expert perspective, you know, because I don't think any like to me that's not what's going to be most useful to listeners who want to watch horror films during October. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you like some of the very, very basics about it. That is like more important to layman, you know, and, uh, how to, how to select, how to find what you're looking for, you know? Uh, okay. Quick question. Are you trying to say the word be more than usual? Because I feel like I'm hearing it. I feel like when you, cause the way you said, well, we're talking about be horror and it sounded like horror is about bees and not like Which, bee uh, horror. I don't know why we haven't already mentioned Candyman. Obviously, if we're talking about oh, bee yeah. horror, no. it's Candyman. Well, that's not a, it is. It's true. It's true. Bee horror, not bee horror. Bee horror. Yeah. I, you know, it's not just because now I... And it's not something that I feel like only you're noticing. I usually... If you've ever noticed, I don't say bee horror a lot because I feel like I always pronounce it that way. Bee horror. I, it sounds... I can hear it that it sounds like I'm pronouncing it wrong, but I don't know how to differently <laughs> pronounce the letter B. So No, I, it's just... It's it's something about, like, how you jump onto it. Like, no, it's bee horror. It's just... No, like, no, it's like bee horror movies. Like I gotta bee sneak up on it. Movies. Like, like bee, bee horror. Bee horror. <laughs> yeah, it's just like bee horror. <laughs> <laughs> you know, six-legged freaks with three Zs or something. You know? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh, I don't know what it is. Oh my god! Oh, so good. So yeah, tell us, tell us about what you would define as. You would define as B horror. B horror. Yeah. So all I know, it definitely comes from what Brian yes. just talked about. Uh, but in in the horror world specifically, originally it was very much purely like budget. Like low budget films, right? Uh, Roger Corman being the yeah, but I mean even purveyor of these movies is that like before or after Vincent Price? That's uh, Vincent Price, he, yeah. R- Roger Corman he did, and he Vincent did Price the, like, worked on a lot of movies. Together. The Edgar okay. Allan Poe like series of films that was like yeah, one big, the, the one the, with the, the Poe s- cycle is what they call it. The, the swinging, pendulum. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did a bunch of those. I actually don't know a shit ton about Roger Corman, and it's kind of embarrassing. I meant to make more time to go watch more of his films. <laughs> uh, he was he was famous for he made like a shit ton of movies in Hollywood and never lost any money on them. He just he made always them he just for a bag of ham and a bag of smack. And like, he would do and- them in like <laughs> ten days, dude. He yeah. would just pump them out. Like it was fucking awesome. It's amazing. But God, people also the- actually like these movies. 
Whereas, like, yeah. uh, something that I brought to y'all was uh, Full Moon Features, as they're <laughs> called now, which does the same kind of thing. Charles, there's literally a documentary that is Roger Corp about Roger Corbin and Charles Band, who's the main guy who made mm. movies with Full Moon. Except for, I know everybody loves Roger Corman and his movies, and Charles Band makes absolute dog shit. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I sent you guys like down into the mines, like little canary, oh, yeah, knowing you weren't I, coming back oh, up. I was <laughs> gonna say I left the mines. Uh, so I'll, so I'll get to I am excited second, to tell you guys that I found like one really great horror movie. Like, I was surprised. I'll tell you guys about my yeah. viewing experience and how like a. Uh, I guess, Worry, do you want to tell us a little bit about the project that you sent I'm, us on this week? I'm going to. Let me let me finish up on this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, originally being purely low budget, uh, part of the benefit of that, like, there's a there's a style that comes to be associated with it, you know, that, mm-hmm. since they usually have, I'll say, worse actors, you know. Like Jennifer Aniston in Leprechaun. Or Jack Nicholson in multiple Roger Corman films. <laughs> <laughs> so also lots of really great and actors. Vincent Price, yeah. Like, well, lots yeah. of really great. I mean, that's yeah. That's William great. Shatner in uh, Terror at Twenty Thousand Feet. Okay, that was not a B horror movie. That not was the Twilight Zone movie. movie. Was, uh, no, was John Lithgow was, was just on the, the show. Was the Twilight uh, Zone movie. Which is uh, where I got burned. I got which burned. Which is where what's his face uh, killed? Got two people killed. Yeah, and got uh, away with it. John Landis. J- John Landis, the director of Shadow the World in London. Yep. Okay. No. Now, everybody, slow down. Okay, we got facts. We got <laughs> mad <laughs> facts. Let me just finish this for the audience. It eventually moves on from be- because of those a few contributing factors create a specific style. Now, when people say B horror, they're not always talking about purely low budget movies. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. it is just. It, it's that style where it's like hyper violent usually nobody's like really taking it seriously like the the characters it, everything's very cartoonish in a way mm. uh, it's kind of hard to describe but it is like over the top kind of uh we can we can get into the exactly where the line is but know that it is not exactly budget tied anymore although okay low budget yeah. movies are still b horror you know definitely um so in in pursuit of trying to find movies that give you that that feeling that halloween feeling you're looking for you know not just like because it's a little bit different to find a halloween horror film over just a horror film uh i i sent these guys on i I basically i made a list of optional movies and a few required things like the first required one was uh trilogy of terror Mm -hmm. it's a 1975 film i had not watched it either i wanted to make sure that we all together watched a new film Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't have anything from the 70s because I love 80s horror. So I'm like, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I got to pick 70s B horror that's not too good and not too bad, you know, because like a lot of the like stuff like Rosemary's Baby, you know, I wouldn't really put in that's, like, the B horror realm. No, right? no I mean, that thing got yeah. nominated for fucking Oscars. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's... and it's. B horror can can go there. It doesn't though. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's part of the style. You know, it's not going to get nominated for anything. Uh, so remind me we... that I want to talk about late, like, yeah, later because I I just had a I'm gonna write it down. I think I got a theory about what makes what could like what one where one of the boundaries is for B horror. But yeah, let's talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, so trilogy terror I picked because it had good reviews. It was an anthology, so I was hoping for a little bit more variety. I didn't love it. I don't. <laughs> we'll I, the 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 third story in it I thought was kind of cool, kind of fun. Yeah, it was awesome. the only good one. It's the only yeah. good one. Um, it's it, she gets like a, a 
a fetish doll in it like comes a to life. Racist except doll. Yes, it's very racist. <laughs> it is very much an Ooga Booga yeah. doll. Yeah, it's bad. There's a movie uh, called is, Okay. We're yeah, gonna, I also saw is, the movie called Ooga Booga, <laughs> yeah, made in we'll, uh, like 2013. Yeah, all right. Exactly. All right yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't think we need to stay on Trilogy of Terror. I mean, it was kind of well, cool just because the doll you you saw it actually move around with the normally with, with little doll movies you don't see it move it's always like yeah off screen when it's doing stuff and this you see the doll move around and it's just somebody like clearly holding a doll up and shaking it back and forth as it's running around you know? yes so i it's kind of awesome I, just so we can like move past it like it, it's uh nope. it's three it's <laughs> It's a three-part movie, like three individual stories, and really the only thing that threads them together is that Karen Black plays four different characters over the three mm-hmm. movies, and like Karen Black gives pretty, pretty good. Like I was impressed with her character work. Um, that's why I picked. I mean, people like it because of her. Yeah, I mean, she I was the only is, redeeming yeah. part of that movie. Apart from, I also agree the um, the third story. And what makes yeah. all these stories great is that they're written by Richard Matheson, who wrote I Am Legend. Um, I have actually read. Huh. The fetish doll story that's based on one of his oh. short stories, and then he wrote the screenplay for it. Yeah, in um, interesting when Will Smith made the I Am Legend movie, Barnes and Noble came out with an edition of um, like I Am Legend and a couple other Matheson stories. And the fr- I remember the first time I read I Am Legend, I didn't believe that that was the ending, so I kept reading, and I had to read that entire <laughs> short story to get like this is a different story now. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> I guess that weird cell scene is the ending scene of I Am Legend. Now I have to think about that. I'm 12 and I didn't really get this. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, um, I so I would I could spend much longer talking about this, but we got we got tons of goodies here. So I'm 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 very cool with just moving on. I I yeah. do want to bring up the one thing of I watched this with my roommate Devin and. We were not happy with the first two film, like the first two stories at all. We, no. we perked up. We perked up a little bit during the third one, but like the second one, we guessed almost immediately the twist of it. So the I, first one, oh, we were basically was, like, "It's been so played at this point." Except, I'm wondering, like, like, is this the exactly. beginning of like the DID yeah. as plot well, device thing? What ended up happening was we went because of that one. And Devin joking around about the actress playing different people. She was like, oh, it's Julie. That's Julie is the name yeah. of the first woman in the in the first story. So we just have the theory that Julie, every personality is the same woman. And she just split off into more personalities. And that the story is in non-chronological order based on the results of the stories. Yeah, and like so it was the... the third- uh... The third the, one's the origin. Yeah, her, yeah, the trauma. And then the sec, the first one is the middle one where she's honing her craft, and the third one, the second one is the ending where she finally loses it completely. Yeah. So what are you saying? The first <laughs> one, it's, it's Karen Black is a teacher and murders students, and it's, it's kind of very a flip it's around. upsetting. Okay. No, it's, it's upsetting because it's like uh, a guy. It's just gross. Uh, we, like, we don't need to get into yeah. all. Yeah, it's you a gross, want to burn a happy one. episode on this. Yeah. I mean, you you asked us to watch it. We're we're asking. Okay, let me do it right right now. Let me do it right now. Let me do it. Go for it. One is gross and weird. Two is dumb and predictable, especially now. Three is pretty good, and I love that the doll moves in a black void. Uh, But (laughs) that's it. Those are all I have to say about those movies. I really like the third story. I thought the third story. The third story is pretty good. Yeah, was good. Like I I was like the effects. Like it had me jumping once or twice. And it's it's whenever an old movie can get me to go. Oh shit! You know, like great, fantastic. You guys nailed it. Also, 
fans of Rob Zombie will take note that Karen Black is Mama Firefly mm. in the original House of a Thousand Corpses. You're so right. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Good poll. Yep. That's crazy. So, for the... <laughs> For the next thing I asked them to to uh, do is there's there's this this company Full Moon Features that makes mm -hmm. like like the le the the legit the realness like the raw actual b horror that we have in our time like the the shoestring budget to this day not getting anybody you'll ever see again not getting famous at all fucking oh, no. horrible horrible script plot ev ev everything's bad yeah. Uh, they have a uh, a channel on Amazon, so you can of get course it, they like, do. a seven day free trial. <laughs> oh, I did, but they uh, canceled it right after I watched my movie. <laughs> yeah. They've been uh, making movies since. I mean, most of their most of their famous ones are like from the '90s. So they did Puppet yes. Master. Uh, excuse me, you may not know the next ones, but these are their Any famous movies. Them. Is uh, like Trancers, uh, Subspecies, The Head of the Family, fucking like. Doll man, the demonic toys. Like they got, they got a bunch of, bunch of like, a lot of toy that shit. That's a whole them. sub channel on their channel is toys and dolls. It's toys and dolls. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> uh, they have, they have like Puppet Master versus the demonic toys. They got, mm -hmm. you know, because they're always, they're always like capital. They have Doll Man to... versus demonic toys. I'm pretty sure too. Yeah, Something I gotta like watch that. that. Uh, they... <laughs> or Living Doll versus demonic. It's some fucking thing. With anyway. Yeah, I don't. Know. They also, uh, it's. It's really weird too, because Charles Band, the the guy who's in charge of that who made that company, he also comes off of another company called Empire, and he's had his hand in a lot of other cookie jars. So there's a bunch of films that are ambiguously part of this Dominion or not. Like mm, uh, I see, Castle Freak, for example, is one of the more oh, famous ones. Okay, no idea. He what that somehow is. has his grubby little mitts on it. It's a Stuart Gordon directed <laughs> film. I don't think it's Full Moon, but it always gets thrown in with the Full Moon movies. So I, okay, must have been a producer. Each I'm, each movie you'd have to trace down the history to really uh, like figure out how it's part of this. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be straight up. Uh, so I got the Full Moon channel, and then your assignment was to find something that you didn't know about. So I saw the Puppet Masters, and I though I'd seen like the first Puppet Master years ago, I skipped right by. I'm like, nope, I know what Puppet Master is. Yep. I have heard of Trancers. I skipped through Subspecies Sounded Dumb, and I found a movie called Specimen, which was on oh. the Full Moon channel. Yeah, that one's famous. Oh, really? Okay, kind, yeah. I mean, I you know, like as famous words. as these movies are, yeah. All right, I got some fucking words about specimen. <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, but okay, I just want to make sure that that still counted. Yeah, no, no, no. anything was that was a channel. part of the channel, yeah, counts. Because I said, cool. I said yeah. it was any movie uh, that you have not heard of before. And I hadn't heard of it without looking up reviews. Which good luck finding reviews in some of these movies, but no. But specimen does have a currently up to date Wikipedia page, though it does not have an IMDb page, and I know it's up to date because one of the lines on the Wikipedia is currently you can find this movie on Amazon Prime Video <laughs> with a link to the movie. <laughs> so like someone out there is keeping this alive, this 1996 yeah. B horror sci-fi Terminator ripoff. Because there's uh, there are a group of very loyal fans to this company in these types of movies, you know. Um, granted, so my the reason I gave you all this assignment was to I, I set you up on a fool's errand, uh, just to immediately give you. I needed to like give you the chance to try to find a good B horror film on your own in a way where I know you would fail, so that you can understand that it is not easy. 
I said, no, you I didn't rigged, teach. I, okay, you, you brought this up. I rigged the game. No, okay. Yeah, Emily brought this up when you did this. Because I, uh, she's asked me, like, well, which one do you want to watch? I'm like, I don't know. The only rule is we're not allowed to look at reviews. Like, why wouldn't you look at reviews? That's how you know which ones are good. And just like, I, I don't know. He just said, don't. Don't. don't do that because he's trying to I don't actually know why we can't look up the reviews so like yeah it just sounds like he wants you to watch bad movies and not learn about how hard <sighs> it is to find it he just like he just like I don't know the way she said it just made me be like yeah this is dumb isn't it <laughs> she can she can instill a lot of hate very quickly yeah. the, uh, no the point is that back when I was looking up when I when we were kids all these ways that we had to look up reviews and find movies in the first place even were non-existent. Like you had a very small collection of movies that you got to pick from and you didn't have any way to know in which one was better than which one. Uh, so I was trying to give you a little bit of that, that feeling. Um, but in general, I did want you to watch a, a bad movie. Of course I did. It's, it's a B-horror movie episode. I need yeah. you to be able to talk about bad movies and I never bring you all complete dog shit movies. I bring you some of the gems out of out of all the sifting I've done. Well, do we want to go through the movies that we ended up watching? Because, yes, man, I, I want to talk about the dog shit taco that was Specimen. Do it. Do it. Okay. So, this movie is an hour and 29 minutes long. That's 89 minutes. Not even an hour and a half. <laughs> the first 10 minutes and 32 seconds are a sequence of a house burning down where they show the same fire, <laughs> like just fire plume against a black background cutting into like a kid being like lit on fire inside a bedroom <laughs> cut to fire a mom comes in screaming fire kid doesn't wake up fire mom tries to help him fire firefighters come fire firefighters go in fire no way no one's gonna minutes. live this it, i swear to god or like i i because after the end of this sequence the end of the sequence is this kid just walks out of the fire right and I'm like wow that that felt like it took a while. Oh my god. That was like yeah. more than 10% of the movie. 10 out of 90 minutes was just this fire sequence. Like what the shit? And it gave you nothing. Like wait, I thought well, this sounds movie like, like I read the description. This movie's about aliens. Why is this kid like The kid's the I, alien, dude. He walked out of the fire. Yeah, okay. That's the I got other a lot thing. out of it. Okay. I got it that like okay the kid's special for whatever reason I've seen Star Child or Starman or whatever the fuck the movie was um and then Firestarter that <laughs> not rules fires. uh so the the kid wakes we skip we time jump right the kid's grandma dies he's been living with his grandparents and he decides it's time for me to go to the big city so then he goes to like a school for the mentally challenged but also average kids and when he's interviewing they ask like do you have any experience with mentally ill children and he goes ah uh, like don't worry you'll pick it up here's our swim instructor you think she's hot and they like have a little will they won't they and then it's revealed he has like pyrokinetic powers vis-a-vis -vis, yeah. i don't know what and then a guy comes out of the water and he's got a little wrist thingy with a woman's robot voice who says like women prefer to be talked to a little more gently and with decorum as he's like going around <laughs> murdering people trying to find Michael, the name of the guy with the pyrokinesis. We have a battle that takes place in the school pool because of course it fucking does. <laughs> then his dad comes out from nowhere. The the guy turns out to be a bounty hunter whose, whose voice is always like this. I am number 11. I am looking for Michael. And just like, you know, like, no, 
you won't find him because I am 66 and like kills the guy. And then they all three of them have a battle at the beach and 66, the dad, the dude's dad dies. And then he kills him with his fire powers. But the other guy can also use fire powers. But it's also like a biometric suit because we don't know what the aliens look like. They're wearing like people suits. And then at the very last moment, with no indication as where this power comes from, shoots green rotoscope lasers out of his eyes to kill Eleven, goes to his dad, and his dad says, I, I, like, I'm sorry, son, the earth is toxic, but I couldn't let him bring you back to our home world. And then, like, dies. We last seen, he sees the girl again, and like, hey, sorry, that didn't really work out, you know? And she goes, like, uh, well, what do you mean? We could still be together. Like, well... I don't know. She goes, hold on a second, goes in her car, brings out a fire extinguisher and says, I'm not afraid of getting burned. End of movie. If that made no sense to you whatsoever, trust me, I didn't skip a fucking beat in that movie. That's how little sense it made. Uh, one, I, I mean, it's 50-50 whether that is actually exactly how the movie went or whether you're on your phone and, and missing large swathes of it. I swear to God, Jorge, I had my head in my hands. Like, I was <laughs> I, trying to focus on this movie. Good, good. Uh, oh. Yeah, so I think this is a perfect example of, like, there is literally nothing that you've said about this movie that does not make me want to watch it. And it's only <laughs> because they've, I've, they've, like, they've stuck my nose in my own poo so many times that I have learned that not to do that anymore, you know? that's a It's, like, a big thing with people who are fans of this type of b-horror where it's like as long as it sounds like funny and it like yeah weirdo and bizarro and cool when you say it out loud it's as if that's enough to like the movie and that no. I, i'm not down with that it is not make an enjoyable experience you like sometimes the movie is bad and it's a lot of fun to watch totally these are not like that not it remotely. is not no, these are a lot of fun to, to sound on crazy they just yeah they drag it's very slow i don't I don't even know how to describe how absolutely That's, depressing it is to watch these ones. It's, which is it's why temporal, I needed you to watch it. It's a temporal anomaly. Again, like the movie was less than 90 minutes and it took two weeks off my exactly. life. Like the amount of focus that it had. Like I went to bed exhausted by Ugh. this movie. Exhausted. I looked up reviews afterward just to see like I have yeah. to know. I have to know what people said. And like I don't know where the fuck they got these reviewers from. But like, yeah, you know classic low budget film who tries to live up and doesn't quite live up to the expectations of what it tried to do like what the fuck are you doesn't talking about quite, that was yeah, dog like, shit <laughs> well, when you only have b-horror people watching it in the first place <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh oh my god that does, for for mine i watched a movie called hobgoblins ah, that uh, was i was on my list excuse me yeah well it's tough for me because i'm i set up this challenge for y'all and then i was like trying to do it myself and it's like fuck i've heard of like all of these because this is like this is my shit you know uh so i had to watch hobgoblins and i i did it based on like the cover and description alone sure yep um it's just it's just like there's like hobgoblins and they make your wildest dreams come true and then kill you uh they have like they're like they're like little little puppet guys you know uh pop it on head straight over to wikipedia while it's on and they're like one of the worst movies ever made (laughs) awesome awesome thank you guys yeah, the the director was like, my only fear is that it will one day drop below the IMDb top 100 worst oh, movies of all time. Oh no! <laughs> oh, man. There will be. And it, it did. What it, is? It, he said that in like 2017, wow. and it dropped. It dropped out. 
So no longer what is one of the on ones. that list? Uh, Trolls Two is on that list. Oh, okay, yeah, That's, yeah. And it's okay. like it's like every single one of the uh, like disaster movie, uh, parody yeah. movies. You know, yeah. All of those, all of those are on there. IMDb. Oh, wait, number like one is disaster Dante's movie. Peak. Yeah. Number one is disaster movie. Uh, number two is Super Babies. Baby Geniuses Two. Baby. And wow. The first, the first super uh, Baby Geniuses is underneath that somewhere. Number too. three is a, a movie called Code Name K O Z. Number four is Manos the Hands of Fate. Number five is Birdemic. Number six is Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Wow. <laughs> I'll give you, Bert, I'll, I'll finish Bert. out the rest of the top 10. Hold on, hold on. Number seven is The Hottie and the Naughty, starring uh, Rob Schneider. Watching I think. that one. Wow. Or is it Paris Hilton? Hold on. That might be something else. Nope, that's Paris Hilton. Did you confuse Paris Hilton and Rob Schneider? Rob Schneider has another movie where he... In the hot chick. of the movie The Hot, hot Chick. chick. Thank the you. Hot <laughs> Chick, which should be in the top 100 best movies best of all movies. time. Uh, number eight is Uwe Boll's House of the Dead. Yep, number nine is a movie called Pledge This, uh, which looks to be at South Beach University, a beautiful sorority president. It's another Paris Hilton film. Um, wow. And number 10 is Son of the Mask. Wow. Well, that one's bad. That, one's bad <laughs> that one's rough. Um, that one I've seen, yeah. and oh my god! And again, the only reason Oof. that the top 100 aren't B horror films is because they didn't even bother to watch them. Yeah, like they don't even have the time. <laughs> yeah, the only the only pro part of the only cool part about Hobgoblins was when they first are released. They're all in like a you know they're on a they're on like a movie studio a lot. So those little mm. those little go kart things they drive around. Yo, yeah, they okay, play some okay. pretty metal music, and it's all of the hobgoblins in there, and they're just dolls. They like don't move around much. So they maybe have strings hitting like, them to like jostle slightly, around. but they're yeah. just like this, pretty dope yeah. music as they're like blasting out of the vault. That they oh see. my god! Okay, yeah, all right, was, that's pretty good. Uh, that's it. The rest, <laughs> the rest was there is dog shit. Real oh bad. My god. Yeah, well, also. Not as bad as they as Wikipedia made itself. No, because when they're like literally one of the worst movies ever, I'm like I've definitely watched worse full moon pictures than this. Honestly, <laughs> uh, so I, I won't say any more on Hobgoblins, yeah. but that's a uh, don't don't probably don't watch that one. I can rec- watch <laughs> one of the ones that is more famous by them. It will still be bad, but yeah, you know. Okay, like I have to. All right, so this is this is my confession time, where I. Brian, we watched, no. Devin and I watched, we've been on a kick of horror movies because it's Halloween, right? And we incidentally watched a bunch of intense ones in a row to the point that we were basically like kind of depressed. We just like, we needed a minute. We're like, cool. All right. <sighs> Holy shit. Okay, cool. Fine. Great. Because it was like an accident. Like we weren't going, it wasn't going to be that bad, but we just ended up getting really fucking beat down by movies. We had a brief renaissance by watching the 1990 or 1992 Adam's Family movie with Raul Julia and Angelica nice. Houston. That was great. Oh, yeah. But then Fucking we got into this. Christopher Lloyd. We, yes, Christopher Lloyd. Um, Christina and Ricci. Pugsley. Exactly. And Pugsley. <laughs> um, but so we, we were in this. We were basically, we feel like we were coming out of our like slump for stuff. And then we had to watch Trilogy of Terror. <laughs> so <laughs> we watched Trilogy of Terror. And we're just like, the only thing that's getting us through is our joke that this woman has so many multiple personalities and that this movie is like memento before it's time sort of Just thing. like the United States of Tara. Um, yeah, yes. Um, and so <laughs> we're just like, Jesus Christ. Okay, fine. So we get through that movie and then we just get to the full moon channel and we're just looking through the movies. And the, fur- the more to the right we're going, because it's next film, the less... And again, I can't stress enough, 
Paper, or I almost called it Paper Moon, the fucking strip joint place. Um, <laughs> full, full Moon is, you can tell where my priorities are. Um, full Moon has like, like Puppet Master is basically, it's there's some other stuff, like what he was talking about. Puppet Master is watchable. And we're just getting like, we're just, we're just losing momentum. There's, I'm pretty sure it's the same movie, but there's Ginger Dead Man and Ginger, Ginger, Ginger Dead Man 2 with two no. different subtitles. Yeah. They're both Ginger Dead Man 2. One is Passion yeah. of the Crust and one is like the Devil's Bakery, but yeah. they're both listed it's, but as it's the Ginger same Man movie. Dead 2. Like, I didn't know they still had the Passion of the Crust on there because they, they changed yeah. that subtitle, which I was mad about because yes. Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the Crust is one of the best it's a great title. titles that's ever It's a great made. title. They also um, changed Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver, <laughs> to like disco time adventure or whatever oh. it is now they also also they're ginger dead man one and we were we were wondering if it was like a reboot or whatever but no, starring gary Busey. there's ginger dead man and then there's gary Busey is the ginger dead man and that's they were the, right the next one. to each that's other the one movie and i'm like why are like that we were going delirious trying to look at these titles <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i straight up i straight up start i started i picked another puppet master i picked like t- i think it was axis of evil and I started yeah. it, and I got 10 minutes in, maybe five minutes in, and I just went, I can't do this right now. And I turned it off, and I never went back to Full Moon. I quit my <laughs> right. I went back, and oh, I went, man. I found another B movie. I watched something called Basket Case, which is. That's a good one. Good? <laughs> That's a good one from the 70s. And then you I watched. Bastard. And then I watched Waxwork, which was. Interesting. Okay. Then let's let's <laughs> let's talk waxwork. I can't stress enough. I'm so sorry. I'm clearly a snob, and I can't watch no, this don't. dog shit. I don't couldn't worry. do it. I didn't have the mental going, fortitude I, for it. I'm Brian, so I, sorry. I just couldn't. I completely understand. <laughs> I understand. Ne- next time you can just let me know. But but since you didn't, I I am so going to find sorry. a way to punish you. <laughs> That's fine. Some I'm, someday I'm going to trick you into <laughs> watching. The worst movie <laughs> that I can find. Oh, I'm going to okay, look that's... for the, the bottom of the pile and I'm going to bring it right to you. Just like while you're watching it, be re- reacting like really hard and disproportionately to it. Like ba- like gaslight him into thinking like, why don't you like this movie, man? Like this is so fucking funny right now. Like this is awesome. It's gonna... <laughs> Did you see that shit? Oh my God. Classic. It's going to be post pandemic. Oh. Uh, Taylor's going to be like, hey, can I come hang out too? And I'll be be like, no, no, no. Don't come to school today. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Don't go to school. Oh, my God. It was on our... I don't know if you guys saw it on our Instagram a little while ago, but I saw... I, I posted a meme a little while ago, uh, like, hey, man, I like you. Don't come to the Zoom meeting tomorrow. And it's the Nintendo Zapper gun. The light gun, yeah. <laughs> the light gun. Yeah, and that, that joke was probably a no-no, so I apologize. That was insensitive. Yeah, but yeah. It slipped slipped Sorry, right everybody. out of me, and I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be transparent with y'all. So I'm leaving it. <laughs> so I, I realized something about uh, myself watching these movies is that if it if it is a sci-fi movie, my tolerance for horror goes way up. There was yeah. a bunch uh, of sci-fi yeah, movies yeah, yeah. on. Uh, oh, you tried you tried to watch a sci-fi one. And you picked yeah. I I picked Specimen. Specimen. You should have picked well, uh, Oblivion. No. That's a that's a Wild West, but it's a different planet. Oh, like robots I did. I saw that po- the yeah. the the thing for that. That one's kind of fun. Yeah, Devin and I All watched right, that. Yeah, one. We check that shit out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I didn't mean that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, these, you got you got better movies. You there can is watch. a blanket like the line here is these are all bad. It's just a level of how bad they are. 
Yeah, yeah these and movies, I was realizing these like, movies horror... aren't for you guys. They're not. They're barely for me. You know, they're for like different like horror like horror garbage people. You know, this is not. Yeah, <laughs> the point is to our dear dear audience: don't watch those types of movies. We're so we're gonna slowly try to work towards how to find better good be horror that you can watch that you will enjoy and have a good time with we will definitely curate a list i think we can uh like just kick afi out of the water on this one like they can go suck a fatty like we're gonna like the awf beats afi's top 100 be horror list movies it's gonna be awesome um but on the while i was searching because i the third part of your homework was to like try it on a different service like you do the full moon channel and then just like randomly try to find a horror film yeah so this was part of the options now we're now we're in like whatever y'all want to do one of them was the full moon thing but with any service yeah so i i I was on netflix um went to the horror section just scrolled across until i found a movie called the girl with all the gifts watched it loved it had a great time with it best zombie movie i've seen in ages like it was fucking great Ooh, that was that was bold. I never take a chance on zombie films, honestly. Yeah, uh, I don't either. But they, I'm not gonna lie, it was Netflix. Um, went through, read the description, like I don't really get that. And then you know how Netflix sometimes <laughs> gives a trailer and sometimes just randomly shows you a scene out of yeah. the movie yeah. that like some intern picked at random. Like I don't know who this guy is, and I don't know if it's like the Quentin Tarantino working at the movie store, but like of Netflix internships, like it was an amazing scene to pick. Like I am uh, totally entranced by what this movie yeah. is. And it well, was like, well done. Oh. Yeah. I, uh, well looking for a full moon one, I, I watched the trailer f- that they gave me, which is just a scene from it. And it was, uh, the bed that eats. Deathbed, uh, <laughs> the bed that eats. Yeah. From the late seventies. And it's not the, breakfast the- in bed. Breakfast is bed. Like there's so many plays on the, that. Uh, they could have done breakfast of bed. Yeah. Breakfast the, uh, of bed. There it is. The scene is just the 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 guy has his hands in the bed and it keeps cutting to what is presumably the inside of the bed and it's like <laughs> it's some sort of like yellow water where you can just see it was a pretty cool effect of it, like his okay. hands being boiled alive but he's not freaking out really he's like trying to get his hands out of the bed he's like oh I gotta gotta get my hands out of these beds. <laughs> I'm stuck in it's this bed. bed this is annoying yeah whatever he had like. He was like holding a knife, I think, as he tried to stab the bed or something. He lets go of the knife. The knife falls out the bottom of the bed, which is kind of cool. Because why doesn't all that water fall out? Uh, acid, I guess it was. He pulls out his hands, and this was the this was the thing that got me. They're very clearly like like party city skeleton hands that he's just like holding. They're like the the there's no blood or viscera or anything. It's just the pure, not fully white, you know. Just they don't move, and he's not screaming. He just pulled, he just brings his hands up to his face. He's like they're gone. <laughs> and then they cut to the next scene, and it's just his girlfriend is like asleep with her head in his lap, and he's just sitting there looking at his hands. And his skeleton hands. <laughs> oh my god! But I should have. But I so knew. Many but I still knew better. Done. I still knew better not to go in there. Yeah. Because that, that scene was, like, very long. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the thing about some of these movies. Like, it's clear that they make the, they have a script, right? They make the movie, and then somewhere in the editing room, they realize, fuck, this movie's only 65 minutes long. It's technically not a feature-length film. And they have to, like, shit. Um, well, what can we make longer? And this is how we got the 10-minute fire scene out of 
fucking specimen. I'm convinced that like, cause the rest of the movie after that is like, it's not good and it doesn't make sense, but like weirdly the pacing is good. Like the movie kind of clips through, but after that 10 minute weird part at the beginning. So like, I have no fucking idea like what the, what the thought process is of like when like of what scenes make it and what scenes end up being super long for no reason. So it's in these movies. It's actually because um they don't have a lot of budget. So they don't want to get another location and like figure out a whole nother situation. If they can make one scene go on for longer and fill up that full runtime, they're they're still trying to they're like they're flipping these movies. You know, they're trying to keep their whole company in business by you just gotta keep flipping that movie. You can't go over over schedule, over budget, over anything. You gotta keep you just got to keep churning through them. This is a quantity okay, or quality so situation. This is a question. With these kind of like Grindhouse production studios, right? Making these B-horror movies. Grindhouse is actually a, a different genre that I don't know a whole lot about. It's like the like the super gory, like, oh, God, the axe through the gut. Like those kinds of movies, right? Uh, Yeah, but there's there are like very specific. There's like a very specific subset of movies that are considered Grindhouse that like played in the midnight cinemas that uh are like usually not just more violent but more grotesque as well it's like i said i don't know a lot of them i usually don't go for things that are like just violent and grotesque um so okay that's not as much my world so excuse the uh the misnomer really quick but like these these production studios they just kind of like whip these things out and then you have someone who uses the exact same model in the same broader genre and they make a fucking killing like Blumhouse and a 24 make horror movies for low budgets and they turn millions of dollars in profit. Like they just, and they keep coming out with these things and they keep making fucking bank on them. The, the total difference is that Blumhouse, I think a 24, I actually completely just disagree that they, they make movies for probably relatively small budgets, but not really necessarily. And they also yeah. have a wider variety of films, but like Blumhouse, and they also make a lot of dog shit. Exactly. They also have movies really? that aren't good. Like yeah, we you just haven't seen them. You, exactly. You, you see all That's the true. Real, all the good ones. A twenty four is just I very good like, at distributing and putting the right movies out there to yeah. everyone to see. Like yeah, they they spend the money on the ones that are exactly. Because yeah, I always think of like Get Out. Get Out was yeah. not an expensive movie to make at all, and it was it incredible, was, wasn't it? I'm no, no, no. Like in terms of movies, right it didn't have a super high no, budget. In, in, terms sure, of, like, in, in terms of movies, sure. Four point five million dollars for their budget. Yeah, it's absolutely nothing. And what did that thing make? Two hundred fifty-five million dollars. That is actually that's actually pretty yeah. low. That's a really efficient yeah. one, though. Again, this is the thing about this. But it's the, like Paranormal Activity was the most profitable yeah. movie of all time. Yeah, but this is also the thing about those. The scripts are good. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, there, there's what the it difference. is. Is the scripts are good, <laughs> and they spend the money in the right places. Like four point five million dollars definitely went to getting Catherine Keener. I think it's Catherine Keener. I could be wrong. It is um, Catherine Keener and Bradley Whitford, like and Allison Williams and Daniel Kaluuya. Like they got the right people in it. Like they got and the good guy who plays Zed from uh, Men in Black, who I always forget. Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Rip Torn is Need in, your eyes, man. Is, is in the guy, what? He's Zed from uh, Men in Black, but it's not Rip Torn who's it's in that movie. in Get it's Out? Somebody, it's yeah, Steven it's, Root, who is one of the best character actors ever. Yeah. He's the, the, he's the blind Root? photographer. He plays, he plays the husky vampire in True Blood. Yes! 
He's the this one is that not um, the same guy from Men no. in Black that, who also guy. plays Don uh, Geist in Thirty Rock. That um, what is he's what Don is... Geist, not right? He does um, play Don Geist in Thirty Rock. He does not play Zed in Men in Black. I agree. Those that aren't they're... the same guy. No, no, you're they're killing completely me. Completely different people. I'm, I'm with you. I under, you know me. I understand your your problem here. I I totally get it. But no, they are not the same guy. They're not the same. Rip torn. Has another guy who looks just like him doesn't and plays the exact like same role and doesn't play the when same. He shaves, what the hell are you talking about? When he shaves, he looks pretty different. But that's coming from me. I agree. When a they have facial hair, didn't it's a know that they were. Like oh, I'm, God. I'll probably pass the class, but I'm not going to be an A student. I was going to say I'll get a C plus, and it'll be enough to get me through it. Yes, um, but <laughs> I still like. Get Out is an interesting one because it's it's it is low budget. It's got yeah. some some B horror stuff. I, I was not expecting it to be that low budget, honestly. Uh, no, me neither. Yeah, but I I never thought about it as B horror. You know, wait a second. Rip Torn is in Men in Black. He plays Zed. That's yes, what we're saying. That's, what we're that's not the person in Get Out. Who the hell is the person in Get Steven Out? Steven Root. Steven Root? Yes. Sorry, I'm not getting over this. Like, wait, Steven Root? We're gonna we're gonna derail this whole episode so you can look up Steve. It's like watching a movie with Shannon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Steven Root. Steven Root is in get out. Oh shit, they look nothing alike. They look god nothing damn it. alike. What the hell? How do they do that? How do they look exactly alike until you look at them both? You're wrong. <laughs> it's what it is. It's I your you, problem. Man. It's not. Hey, when okay, people whatever. are on screen, it's sometimes... Oh, oh maybe, my God. No. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, so another theory about B-horror movies, like in Blumhouse, uh, I was thinking a lot about Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Because uh, Silence of the Lambs, like if you describe Silence of the Lambs, it's about this cannibal doctor that an FBI lady has to find to help her find another, like, uh, yeah, uh, not trans... A no, yeah. he is not trans. I can't stress this enough. No, no, the no, no, no. I'm trying to think guess. of like the bad movie, like the bad name, like transvestite. Like what, I forget what they want to call him in the movie. Nothing. Um, he's a psychopath. With yeah, no, he's a psychopath. He's yeah. a monster. Um, right, but like it, it sounds like corny and goofy and like the, the, the like premise Ed of Gein. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, like it sounds exactly like it sounds goofy and corny yeah. and gross and gory. But like you know, you have someone like Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins acting the ever-living shit out of that movie and it becomes an oscar winner so like is it really just it's what not, you put into these movies is what you're getting out of it it's, it's multiple I mean, it's a things. great script too dude it's a great script people are actually acting their asses off. jonathan is, demi is uh, was already i'm pretty sure an oscar either nominated director like he was an a-list director there isn't it wasn't like oh no orion pictures is the people who developed it like, the literal okay, right, pacing right. and lighting of the entire movie yeah, are different. Exactly. Uh, the the amount of emphasis that they put on like the violence and the gore is is actually to like help the narrative, uh, like uplifts the right parts yeah. instead of it just being like the exploitation. That's like for example, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, who has the last drive-in on Shutter, which you should definitely watch. 100%. If you want to, if you want to watch, have a much better chance of and not needing to select your own B horror. Get a free trial of Shutter or pay for it. It's very good. Honestly, yeah. Um, like any of the last bucks. drive-ins with Joe Bob Briggs, he like he'll put on these B horror movies, and they're they're not always awesome, but they're they're usually pretty good. And yeah. he like gives you a bunch of fun facts, so you become very well informed on it as well. Uh, he likes to he doesn't like calling them B horror. He likes calling them exploitation films. I don't know why he gets <laughs> snooty about it. Like like it fucking matters, you know. But um, 
it is sometimes I think actually a more appropriate name when you think about it. Like that's yes. that's that's a large part of it is that it's like it's because of they're how, not trying like, to do this different thing. You know? Exactly. Like it's how it's also how specific they are. Like there's there's exploitation in general to talk about a bunch of variety of different films, but there's like the one of the big ones is there's black exploitation films. There's yeah. West like there's different types of exploitation films that heavily utilize stereotypes and um like tropes in the genre and exploit like they exploit sex and violence and it makes yes. money because everyone likes to see tits and blood apparently and i'm i'm down with the exploiting sex and violence i don't love when they do like that like i don't like anything with rape in it usually i don't oh, like anything yeah. like uh that just takes Take like that. the the super shortcuts, you know, does the like the really nasty stuff just to get 100%. a kick out of it. If you're just if you're just doing like a slasher, you know, and like yeah, there are boobs out. Like yeah, fine, that's exactly. that's fun. I guess. Oh, I've got to go take the, my shower right now, yeah. and that happens to yeah. be when the killer arrives. So tits are everywhere. It's sure it's yeah. fine. Even then, that's not my cup of tea necessarily. But that's that I'm like cool. I'm fine that, with you know? it. Yeah, like, that's like, fun. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you don't wrong, I'll stomach a pair of breasts in a movie. Sure, yeah, but you know, <laughs> what, what the hell is wrong with you guys? That's, Jesus, that's me. That's me doing me. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, like two Halloweens ago, we came back and uh, we had like the AMC channel on on whatever device we were using, and they had Friday Thirteenth, and it's like it's Halloween. Let's watch Friday Thirteenth, and it's like this movie's like. Not as violent as I remember. Also, it's way shorter. <laughs> we get to the end of it, it's like, oh, they cut out all of the nudity and extreme violence, which oh. means the movie was like 10 minutes long and oh. nothing happened. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, because they, like, uh, a, a, part, a big part of Friday the 13th is like they're playing strip poker or strip monopoly or something. Uh, like, in the middle of the movie, that's how half of them get naked and killed. Yeah. They don't even really get naked during it, which is the weird. It's it's not actually that. Friday Thirteenth is not one of the more intense like exploitation films, you know. Yeah, no, I feel like that's why it gets popular. It's because it's not so, like it's, it's not so far outside of yeah. the realm of the mainstream that I was able to be incorporated into it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but you watch Waxwork, Brian. Why don't you yes. talk a little bit about that? Um, so Waxwork is. I, I feel like it was from the late 80s. 1988 with a budget of $100,000. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. That explains. It's enough to rent two cameras and everyone's volunteer work. That explains so much. I didn't realize that it was that. Like, holy shit. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. But it's. Star- it, dude, they stretch those $100,000. Dude. They. So, again, Devin and I watched this. Uh, guess I was subjecting him to what we were talking about. But um, it stars... Um, what is his fucking name? That guy. It is... It Oop. stars Billy Peltzer. I mean, uh, Zach Galligan. Billy Peltzer is you- his character in Gremlins. <laughs> uh, it stars the guy from Gremlins. That poor fucking uh, actor. And a, a couple of ladies. Uh, a guy from Twin Peaks. And uh, David Warner, who's been... Uh, Devin pointed out that he was in Star Trek TNG at one point. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's a very you'd you'd recognize him. Oh, you'd recognize him as um, the Doctor in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. He is the professor oh, okay. who oh, created yeah. them at TCRI. Um, sorry. <laughs> who is he in TNG? Do you know? I have no idea. 
you'd have to add he very sorry. clearly said it I, in a way where he's very, like, I don't. I would have said the name if yeah. I knew what it was. No, I was wondering if like uh, Devin <laughs> threw out like, oh yeah, he's in this. Sadly, episode. he just said TNG because like I Devin think. and I just rewatched yeah. <laughs> almost all of TNG together in quarantine. Um, but it's basically it is about a these group of weird kids. Like fundamentally, half of the movie we were going. Does this person have a character, or are they just saying <laughs> like lines that don't matter? Um, and basically, they get tricked or you know seduced into going to this waxworks, which apparently were a big thing in 1988. <laughs> like kids would go to these for some reason. Um, well, it's based off of a, a older waxworks, which yeah. is based off of a book or a story. Or something. I fucking you know, hate it. Wait. Is this the same premise of House of Wax, the no. one with Jared no, 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 Padalecki? No, 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 no. Um, thankfully not, but um, it's worse. <laughs> it's I wouldn't say uh, it's worse. It's interesting. Um, there, but it basically there's these scenes of I'm not gonna say wax sculptures because no, that's not the case. There's a bunch of people standing still <laughs> behind little rope, little velvet ropes. And they're very clearly failing at it. Like the amount of close-ups, the amount of close-ups <laughs> where the hand is just shaking or like a breath is very clearly being taken is astronomical. Like ninety-five percent of the shots are this is a person to the point where I thought the kids were going to go, "Huh, that's weird that people are here. I'm leaving," and the movie would have <laughs> been fifteen minutes long. Um, but basically, like all of the waxwork things are secretly ghosts or spirits of the people and the scene that is happening in them they're so tell, like night at the museum you get teleported one, but, but into each one is a tableau of like yeah. a horror situation so when you step into the exhibit you actually get teleported to that scene. you become part of, you become the victim oh. in the scene um oh okay a lot of it is just stupid crap like there's a weird pretty sure an escaped Nazi for a, a college professor in it who just won't stop talking about Mein Kampf and, like, you know, German literature. But, like, there's a bunch of stupid weird shit, right? What a beautiful day in Argentina that this is. <laughs> Today we will be learning about the great works of literature. Literally. Beginning with one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, literally sorry. one of the lines is, don't underestimate the literary significance of Mein Kampf. And I'm like, what? Like, what's going oh, on? I watched this movie as a kid, so I do not remember um, that at all. <laughs> there's a bunch of stupid shit. Fucking Zach, whatever his name is, is this weird, supposed to be nice guy, but is also the rich douchebag, but is the main guy, but is like a jealous. It's fucking stupid, right? Um, The one fascinating arc in it is watching the shy girl develop her kink as a sub. Like she, it's, she, she's fascinated. And there's definitely this thing of like, she's being influenced by the, the wax work and the stuff. But like, yeah, Devin was talking about it where I'm like, ah, what is going on? He's like, don't fucking like yuck her. Yeah. Like, dude, she's developing. She likes what she likes. It's fine. But like, yeah, she doesn't have Inuyasha. You know, this is how people used to do it. Well, it's is, great. This the, is this the one with the marquee to sub? Yes. <laughs> so it's like, also, Dev and I were talking about this, like, what a coup for the Marquis de Sade, because it's like Wolfman, Vampire, Mummy, the Marquis de Sade. 
<laughs> I'm like, Dude, wow, in like, good 80s for you. Horror, he might as well have been. Like, he he's, he's not, I'm like, not saying he's in a bunch of the movies, you know, but it's like that that type of that vibe, that's the way that, that they portray him yeah. in this movie. That vibe is present constantly yeah. in 80s before. It, it's it's you know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, that is a fucking progenitor of exploitation. Have you guys ever tried to read 120 Days of Sodom? No. It is not <laughs> sexual. Like, of course not. There is sex in it, but it's just like, this is just how grotesque can I fucking yeah. make it right now? Like, ew, just so fucking gross. Like, I can't read more than two or three pages at a time. Yeah. Like, that shit reminds me of what we're watching here. Like, it reminds me of blood-sucking freaks. Oh, that movie's worse. Yeah, movie's dog shit. But yeah, like, so the fucking, it's just a stupid, dumb plot. And there's this, honestly... I was actually fine with most of the movie up until the end. And then there's just a... The end is the best part. Dude, I complete. I sat there with my, like, head just, like, sitting... Like, my arms folded of just, like, I... Okay. And then the end end where there's a sword fight between uh, Billy, Billy Peltzer and the... That's the, that's the good part. The... The, when they're just burning down the set, I was like, I don't fucking... Who are these, they, wait, they wait, go, who are these so they, old Billy men? Billy Peltzer and the Marquis de Sade have a yeah, sword so, fight? Yeah, so, okay, the, the premise is basically the, the David Warner is getting people killed by throwing them into all the things because if he basically gets a victim for all of them, they come to life and then can wreak havoc on the world for real. So that ends up sure. happening. Like, he ends up getting a bunch of people in there. But Billy Peltzer's like uncle or dad's friend or whatever who is in a wheelchair comes in with like a weird <laughs> tank wheelchair and a bunch of a bunch of just guys like nobody a, no but it's a bunch of old men exactly <laughs> it's a it's an old like order that's dedicated like, like, to the preservation of humanity yeah, like, <laughs> by De- by defeating these evils Half and so they're all them. old now <laughs> exactly. because that's what happens to secret societies <laughs> who so don't a bunch of recruit old, it's like no, old it men happens. with walkers and they have swords exactly. and they're like fighting they werewolves. And, and they're like fighting the wolf man. And oh, sorry. There's some rad shit in there. I completely, I completely refer, you're, retract you're part, of my, part of my right over it. Is because at one point Dracula is cornered, right? And he is like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So he starts putting his cloak on. And he's like, he's transforming. He's transforming. And he transforms into a bat and he starts flying away. And I'm 80%. It's the dude in the wheelchair, but it could be wrong. Someone grabs the bat by the legs, <laughs> holds it so it's face up. So it's basically standing. And it's basically like choke on this. And he blows the head <laughs> off of the bat. The gun. Oh he's he's doing a gun motion. The gun right Priceless. <laughs> There's this is a gorgeous way shit. to kill Dracula. There's just a werewolf running around, <laughs> fucking <laughs> killing people left and right. It's, that was, it's, yeah. Honestly, when I... So I watched this movie a long time ago. You know what reminded me of it? Cabin in the Woods, dude. I promise you, you know Cabin in the Woods does sound a little Cabin in the Woods from I, this movie. I can see what you're talking about. Yes, I can definitely see the the connection there. Think about even just the werewolf at the end. The werewolf yeah. is used in the exact same way in Waxwork <laughs> and yeah. Cabin in the Woods. I'm telling also, you. Also, yeah, the secret society, they just flip it and make it an evil yeah, secret society. That's very interesting. Yeah. No, they just fix the movie. Yeah, they just improve yeah. on it super hard. Um, you guys ever hear yeah. the theory that all Joss Whedon movies take place in the exact same universe and like and and Firefly like uh, it begins mm. with what destroys the world and Firefly is the cabin in the woods last scene oh. uh, and then you know shit like that happens. No, 
I have not uh, heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. There's there's the theory. Like it, it's one of those <laughs> things. Like it's dumb. It's a dumb theory. But whatever. Brian's absolute boredom with the theory. He's like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Like whatever. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure, 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 man. Man, why not? I'm really just uh, thinking of how does his much ado about nothing fit into this sequence of events? Like. Oh, it just happens before the you end of the mean? world. How do, how do the Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron fit into this? Like, Oh, it's just before the end of the world. Yeah, but, uh, done. <laughs> the the reason I, I, I put... That's why I go, huh, about that movie, is, or that theory, is because it's... I think this theory was popular before the yeah, Avengers I'd hope so. became a movie. <laughs> the The reason I put Waxwork on this list, though, on the op- list of optional things to watch, uh, is because that has like a good mix of, like, okay, those... The same things where I mentioned before where, like, just being able to say this awesome thing happened is not enough. Correct. In this case, there actually are enough cool things for me, at least, to be like, this almost makes it, this makes it, like, watchable. It rides the line. Like, Yeah, it's it's a move that's right on the line. mm -hmm. So I highly recommend put on waxwork on silent during a Halloween party. It's mad dope like that. Do not. That sounds really that's rad. That's the way to do it. There Maybe is some subtitles. There is a great, and I'm, I don't care. It's who that gives a shit about spoiling anything. But there yeah. is a great, there is a great stupid joke in there where Billy Peltzer is taking the girl out of the out of class. He bursts in and he goes, "I'm sorry, I'm late." And he's doubled over and he's like, "Oh, I'm super sick. Oh, blah. I'm gonna throw up everywhere." And Sarah has the same disease. It's highly contagious. And the the <laughs> for some reason the professor is selling it like he's like, "Oh my God, you really sit like that sort of thing." And Sarah is it's weird because Sarah's like, "Oh, this fucking goof." And then she's like pl- playing along with him because he's pulling her out of class. He pulls her all the way out of class. They get to the hallway and then she puts her hand on his head and goes you're not really sick and i'm like this is the stupidest thing i've ever heard what? in my life you just like yeah, you like, just didn't pick like, whether or not your character believed it or like didn't believe it like you silly, don't get to play it both but, ways but it made for a really dumb joke and i'm like this is okay oh this is all right like, <laughs> i also like this like shitty version of the ferris bueller bit, that's what you know devin, like, said, yeah. devin said is this a bad scary ferris bueller and i'm like i don't know yeah like that's I'm the not thing sure. sometimes sometimes you find that shit if you these movies always like right after a famous movie like Ferris Bueller's come out, all the B horror movies start like taking stuff from mm-hmm. that and imitating it. So you always have like weird bizarro versions of all the good stuff in your life. So there is there is some <laughs> comfort in that as if to anchor you to the real world somehow. The real world of Ferris Bueller's Day oh Off. Oh my god. Um So I love it when you when there's a bunch of like callbacks to like actual films. Uh, sure. One of the other ones and something that you want to talk about, Taylor, about like the the line on what counts as B horror. Is I put on Mayhem, 2017, $2.5 million budget. Still, low-budget movie, like, very clearly. Yeah. Before we say anything, regardless, go watch Mayhem. Because it's awesome. It's on Shudder. Steven Yeun. Definitely. Samara Weaving. um, Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, You know Steven Yeun from Walking Dead as Glenn. Plays Glenn. Samara Weaving uh, from The Babysitter. She was just uh, in Ready or Not. Yeah. The That's yeah. probably her big role now. Uh, but Mayhem, to me, is like very clearly born from people who do B-horror. Yes. Right? Like it, the, the director, uh, Joe Lynch, he, <laughs> he doesn't even only do horror, but he's very clearly like well involved in the horror world. Um. For me, this is does still count as a B horror movie, even though if you like read the plot, it's just about there's like a virus that makes everybody really 
angry and like acts on act on their urges completely kind of like removes the filter mm. and uh he's just been fired from his office like his like high-rise office job but he before he's able to leave the building the virus hits the building and so everybody's infected and he wants to what i've he wants to kill his boss, I guess. So it's just him fighting through his office up to the top floor where his boss is. Yes. You know, it's like a, it's that kind of, it, you would think it'd be more of like a Kung Fu action film, you know? Uh, but no, there is something different when it comes from horror people, right? There's a way that the violence is done. There's a way the dialogue's done, the lighting, like every, everything that goes into the atmosphere of this film feels different than just like a normal, like an action film, so- you know? I struggle with this movie and I'm glad you picked it as one like it's it's hard to pin it down because it yeah when you describe it like yeah there's something about the way the violence is done it's just like over the top in a way that makes you like oh shit Um, the dialogue is like a little more on the nose than reality is but in a you know like yeah they like kind of way they set up bosses like on different levels and they (laughs) give them names like the reaper and the I forget yeah. what the other ones are, you know, like they give them like those horror titles. Yeah. And, but the difference I think between like the B horror that we've been talking about in this movie mayhem is that like, yep, it's a low budget movie. It sounds exploitative, but it works like they, it's cohesive and the bits like matter. Like, the decisions that are made make sense in the context of the film. Unlike that waxwork bit, so, like, oh, you're not really sick. Oh, you're not sick. Like, just like the 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 lack of caring about something as simple as continuity of character. Like, but Mayhem doesn't do any of that. It like, no, no, no. These are great actors doing the shit out of these lines. It's campy and grotesque, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, don't forget, we've only been talking about bad B horror movies. I did also True. throw in some like good ones yes. where all these things are true for them as well, you know. Where things Well, I'm are sorry, bad. your homework was to make us watch hate bad movies. movies. Yeah. You wanted us to hate. Well, you've film. already I've already made you watch good B horror. Some of the good B horror I put on the list, by the way, for anybody looking for movies to actually, actually watch is, for yeah, example. I was say. Uh Reanimator 1985, nine hundred thousand mm. dollar budget. One of the lower budgets out of the ones I put out, one of the best movies on here. Uh also, it grossed like two million dollars. Is that right? is that Stuart Gordon? Yes. Yeah, Stuart yeah. Gordon movies rule, or at yeah. least his at least his Lovecraft movies are fucking interesting. Uh, it's that's Reanimator and From Beyond. Mm-hmm. Castle Freak is actually also a Lovecraft movie. Then there you go. Uh, both of those other ones are not as good as Reanimator, but they're no. all like they're all fun. Yeah. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is one of the quintessential fucking B horror movies you can watch. That's like a classic, classic. Like yes, this is eighties. Be horror. It's fucking awesome. One point eight million dollar budget in nineteen eighty-eight. Go watch that one. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Good. Reanimators on Shutter. Yes. Keep going with mayhem, you were saying. Right. Um, so I I guess but even in there okay, here's it's an aesthetic thing. You know how you can see the difference between if you watch two people in a room in a sitcom talking and you watch two people in the exact same room in a soap opera, it looks different. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's a quality of lighting. The yeah. camera is different. Um, like it, there's, there's something about like the technology or the materiality of it that feels different. A lot of the B horror movies like strays closer to like what a soap opera looks like but darker like where everything's mm. bright because you want to see yeah. all the beautiful people and we have a live audience that need to be able to see these actors it's bright like Behor is the same like kind of washed out feeling but dark 
But Mayhem is like, no, bright, sharp, gorgeous set. We want everything to see it. The the blood is only like the bright red awesome blood is gonna look dope yeah. against like the white ceiling tiles in this movie versus like the washed out corn syrup on top of a styrofoam board. I got I gotta be honest. One of the main things I look for in trailer when I'm trying to pick one of these gems out of the kitty litter is uh is lighting. It, yeah. I like I if the movie's well lit, it it is much more likely to be a watchable film. Honestly, unless. You don't want like porn star bright lighting. Like you don't want it that they're like, oh, literally just in a fluorescent room. Those are those are those are even worse yeah. than the dark lit ones. The over the washed yeah. out. That's yeah. that's that's where you get into full moon territory. Like, you don't want that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Porn. I have a I have an aesthetic theory about like the production of pornography. But well, when, you could do you know, a pornography. It's actually, this is the episode for it because that's another. That's a third because it's exploitative. Obviously, it's pornography. Uh, but that's like another type of lighting. Like whereas that same bright white light uh, of something like a soap opera is used. Like imagine that, but take the whiteness all the way up like there's not a bit of yellow in that bulb it's nothing but ring lights there's not a shadow if you look at a like a produced porn movie there's not a fucking shadow in that entire goddamn set (laughs) everything is so well illuminated so you can see every crevice of every testicle of every labia like you can see it from all angles even though like there's bodies on top of that shit yeah Yeah, sorry it's just like another weird consideration that's not a bad point that's lighting with purpose yeah, that is a lighting with a passion. Hello, hello, hello. Excuse uh, me. Uh, yes. So that's that. That covers. I mean, that's pretty much what I, I had also thrown away. Sleepaway Camp, nineteen eighty three. That's like an excellent Sleepaway slasher film. Good, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it, I, honestly, it's not that good throughout. But that uh, that ending is ending is like, really good. Chef's kiss, man. Don't ruin that one. Ooh. Go watch it. Uh, I will say. If you are looking for movies to watch, I highly recommend not just going for what other people want when it comes to be or like think about what you want and what kind of stuff you like to see. If you send us an Instagram message telling us exactly what you want, I will find that movie for you. I promise you I can find that exact movie you're looking for. You can give me a decade and a monster and a, like an <laughs> atmosphere or type because I usually go by feel. You know, oftentimes I'm like I almost never want to watch a really depressing dark horror film. I always like it to be like fun and light and like for me to. Feel I do good. the exact you know, same thing I end up with not movies. watching many of the best horror films that there are. <laughs> I do the exact same thing all with movies, and that's why like why all the search engines and all the for you uh, of like Amazon and Netflix and Hulu and everything they always just come. They always stop short. Because that's that same thing like, no, I want to feel like I'm watching Raiders of the Lost Ark because it's an afternoon and I'm a little hungover. Like, I, that's the feel that I'm looking for, oh, but I don't want to watch dude. that movie. On Shudder right now, as above, so below, it is the national treasure of horror films. I promise you. That sounds incredible. As above, so really? below. It, it would, it's probably going to be a little scary for you, Taylor, honestly. It is pretty scary. I don't know if it's sci-fi. I'm, I'm realizing it's, now. It's it not is take sci-fi. sci-fi. No, no, no. no. It is not. It's it's like National Treasure style. They're they're under the at under Vatican City, I believe, in the tombs. Oh no, that's gonna scare the shit out of me. Also, it might be Paris. it's it's Paris. Also, I I saw the one shot of it. I was looking through. I think it was it was a Shutter, as you said. Uh, I we were walk we were going through, and I I was clicking over, and I saw as above so below, and it shows a picture of one of the scenes, right? And it's just people 
climbing through a very tight space. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. welcome to Seasville, because I'm out of here. Like, no, fuck yeah. that if, shit. If you are someone who likes having to crawl through tall spaces and being underground, The Descent. No, oh, God. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Watch ooh, that movie. Ooh. One I didn't make it through. I um, that's that. on Netflix I hate right that now. that movie, dude. Not Time not Trap. Not because it's bad. Time Trap? Time Trap, Time trap is also a movie about a cave where in the first, I only got to watch the first 10 minutes of it because I had it on. I was transfixed and Emily said, no, we're not watching this. Uh, it's like a archaeology professor goes up and he finds a cowboy frozen. Oh, you're still on in National a, Treasure. No, no, no. Well, I'm on, on that time same trap. note, Encino Man. Like, what are you talking about? Encino Man. I'm on fucking Time Trap right now. Time Trap was great. It's also on Netflix. Uh, I'm, the on. man, Ready or Not. You mentioned it. I'm, I'm. I think I'm gonna watch it tonight. I'm gonna watch it very soon. It looks that. very good. Yeah. I recommend. I, I could feel like it can already recommend it. It's Mara Weaving. She's only done excellent stuff. The Babysitter got a sequel. It's on Netflix. Babysitter, Killer Queen. Killer right? Queen. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your next? That's a fucking. Your next dope. is pretty good. I really like that. It's not movie. really. I mean, it, it is like a low budget and it's. Relatively, yeah. It's a B horror. I mean, it's a slasher. It's. Yeah. It's one of the better slashers out there, though. It's a smart slasher. What's the slasher. one about the deaf lady? It's supposed to be yeah. a smart slasher. Which one? What, the what lady? The deaf lady? The deaf lady? Hush. 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 I haven't yeah, seen that, that one, pretty but good. I, liked, I liked Hush. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, what else? What else, yeah. what else they got? They got. Got to watch an American Wolf in London. Mm, I fucking obviously. love werewolves. So fucking good. Yeah, except um, don't forget that their director did kill those children. John Landis got two people yeah. killed. Uh, yeah, got three he's people way too killed. Sorry, isn't it. it three people? Didn't he get the, yeah, the, the, the actor, actor and holding the, two the children kids, as well? Uh, definitely died, and then he just got away yeah. with it. Um, if you'd like to see that full story, Shudder has a documentary yes. on uh, cursed sets. Yeah, I think that's what the documentary is. Da- I think it's about. Yeah, yeah, it'll have. It has a bunch of there. different horrors. Uh, they also have a documentary series starring Eli Roth. You can just skip that one. <laughs> You just skip they, right there. Uh, like are you, are you talking about history of horror? Well, this is the thing. Yeah, there is a history of just, horror is excellent. This is the thing. Eli Roth. Is I know. Just it's just like Eli Roth Eli is just Roth. the worst part of it. To, this thing. Yes. Eli Roth is a douchebag, and his films are, I think, trash. I think I don't think anybody could argue that I would listen to. Like honestly, I think I'm that biased. Slash, I think he I'm did that. He did that, that one that was good. The, Which one? In the in the woods. I always forget the fucking name of it with the virus, right? Cabin fever? Cabin fever. I did not think that was good. Oh. Yeah, I really fun. don't like that one. Yeah. Cabin fever is I don't fun. like any of these. Um that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying how biased. Like him and Zack Snyder are my biggest biases I have in filmmaking. Oh, um, fuck Zack. Okay. That's what I'm Zach, saying. God, anyway. To be very clear, Zack Snyder did not off the camera. <laughs> that's what I Look, I didn't want to start anything. I'm just saying I have my biases <laughs> against certain filmmakers. Zach Eli Snyder, Roth is one of them. did not direct Wild Wild West, right? How, no, he did not. I yeah, wish he did. Sure. I wish I'm he did. I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Um, I just check it. But Eli Roth as a horror fan is great. For all the things I dislike about his films, he is actually a very big student and fan of the genre. So history of horror is really good. Like, yeah. I don't want to be like, don't see anything that he does because that sort of stuff is important and good. That that does remind me. But uh, fuck his they, movies. Shudder also has a, sh- uh, it's like a little show. It's like a one season type mm-hmm. deal called The Core. Yeah. Where they, they, it's like on a different topic, much like History of Horror, but they, they show the special effects behind a lot of these films yeah. that they're talking about, which is really cool. Also, don't forget that sci-fi classic, The Core, where they have Shut to restart the, the center of the earth, up. which is... 
fantastic. <laughs> you, could see, you could see just Taylor on the edge of this grabbing at straws <laughs> for ways to contribute. Uh, all these, all these no, shorter conversations. Like if we get to be sci-fi, I can absolutely throw it in. I spent a goddamn well, then, lifetime yeah. watching like movies in the morning. Hey, man, like, when that when watching... that sci-fi holiday comes around, you can talk about be sci-fi for an episode yeah. that Yeah, moment. I will. Uh, when the next iPhone comes yeah. out. Creep show. Excellent movie. Yes. Watch it. Do not need to watch the sequels. Do not need to watch the show. Uh, the show. Maybe have somebody curate episodes yeah, of the show for you. Because there are a couple goodies, dude. The one with there's there's one with the little head in the girl's dollhouse. That one was that one was pretty killer, man. That was pretty pretty scary. Yeah. Uh but the rest of the show is, is pretty dog shitty, honestly. Yeah. Creep creep show just for for horror people to to worry about the credentials of this. It was directed by George Romero and was written by Stephen King. Like there's it's just yeah. that alone should be enough of a horror fucking thing for you but like everybody in it is super good leslie nielsen is terrifying in it which is Stephen awesome. King oh, i can imagine leslie nielsen like, yeah can great be terrifying shit in there i'm pretty sure Dude, tom Stephen Savini, king is in it T- Stephen king is in it in As basically a solo one for him it's fucking yes. awesome um i'm pretty sure tom savini he did, does a voice did special effects on it as well uh yes he did like every it's just like a it's like an all-star team up sort of thing it's super good if you don't want to have to think about it go pay to rent Tales from the Crypt. I, I don't know why Tales from the Crypt, you literally could never get in on, on any service yeah. ever. Ever. How I've never been yeah. able like to find HBO it. HBO Max or anything. Nope. Like, Nowhere. I feel like HBO's got it somewhere. I literally also, have um, all Tales from the Crypt on DVD because I could never find it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the movie Horror Noir on Shudder. Yes. It's a documentary, right? Yeah, it's a documentary on like black horror, African Americans in horror. It's great. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that one. Uh, they have a bunch of awesome documentaries. They have one on like Tom Savini that I haven't watched. They have a really, really long one on Tom Nightmare Savini was Street. an effects artist who was incredible. Sorry, I'm just like filling no, in. No, I got you. Yeah, uh, they have a really long one on Nightmare on Elm Street. That's that's very good if you like Nightmare on Elm Street. Otherwise, it'll be super boring if you don't because it's they literally <laughs> go through each movie one at a time. You could listen like, to our episodes, which would be better for you, and then you could go yeah. watch the documentary. It's like our episode, but if I got to talk about each movie as long as I wanted to, <laughs> that, it's, you know, it's like long, dude. It's like yeah. it's like five, six hours. Like say, it's crazy. If speaking of long, is there anything else we'd like to cover? No. All righty, guys. Um, on the topic of B horror, are we friends? I'm I'm going with the yes. I'm I'm ready. I don't care if you y'all y'all can forsake me. You can turn your back. I'll, I'll turn into pillar salt. I don't care. I'm not gonna lie, Jorge. I was on your side until you made that little quip about the sci-fi holiday thing. <laughs> so uh, you can go fuck yourself. I'm going off in my spaceship I'm, to fight space demons. At least you'll uh, be staying in your lane. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes with like a huge Barry Bonds level asterisk to it of like. <laughs> Only talking about the good stuff because if you mean anything by full moon, fuck you. The answer is no. Like, hey man, tell me you have not always agreed when I say good or bad. Every yes, and I do. That's what I'm saying. This was I made y'all watch this so our listeners don't have to. This, That's this a good. Whole you thing know what? Was a warning. Then yeah, so that everybody gets away. From I will. This stuff, I will yeah. slightly shrink the asterisk, but still there. Weep. That's, that's right. my asterisk shrinking. <laughs> Speaking of things that need to go down, not in size, but in this audio, 
Oops, God, that was sweaty. Uh, you can find us on our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends, all one word, or you can find us on our website, r-we-friends.com. I want to remind you guys that every Thursday at 7 p.m. on twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network, you can find Brian, Jorge, myself, and a couple of friends from the Outlaws Network uh, playing our Call of Cthulhu entirely improvised comedy horror show, Outlaws and Old Ones. That's every Thursday at 7 p.m. on twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network. And we're doing especially Halloween-y stuff on it this month. So they're all they're all like pretty much in a in a mad scientist haunted house with all the all the classic all the classic monsters hiding around in there it is i want to uh definitely emphasize the point that it is entirely improvised we do not know what's going on when we walk in we have nothing but our character sheets and an inclination of what yes anding might get us i don't even have a map prepared there's nothing there this house is not going to make any sense (laughs) yeah it's a great time so come on by check it out on twitch.tv slash the outlaws network uh, I have been your bewaxed, bereaved co-host to Taylor. I have been your showering co-ed, Brian. And I'm still just working. And we will find you at the drive-in next week. <laughs>